Perfect Rain. Where's it? Yeah. Thinking about them licks I hit, I had to. Thinking about the viewers here, I had you. and yaps let's say the licks and the yaps just wait till i get my yaps in said that at bosworth a couple years back mm. Mm. gotta have it draft night too man bjp gospel essentially that's what it is yes sir right next to dom kennedy yep shout out dom um by my lonely shout out by my lonely we're gonna get into our yaps and licks for the 2021 NFL draft, strictly first round props as it usually goes. Day two, we're, we're in no condition to be taking the apps, but we're still enjoying the NFL draft. Also, at the after the yaps and licks, propositions are made. We're going to get into the Seahawks, we're going to get into the Texans, all right, because they've been basically left out of the draft conversation, partly for good reason, because they have no draft capital really to speak of. Seahawks at least have a second round pick, but they only have three picks in the entire draft. Texans don't pick until the third round, but for our Seahawks and Texans fans, listeners out there, we're going to get a little breakdown for you guys. This is a little sneak peek. I do have the Texans in the What Would We Do mock that is only two rounds, but this year we're bringing in a special ceremonial 65th yep. overall pick uh, so that the yep. Texans can get their due. Last year they got Neville Gallimore, I believe. Uh, from Tommy, so we're gonna build on that success. We're liquid here. We we move with the flow. We adjust. We're improvisational, and we add that 65th pick if need be. We don't want to leave Clep hanging with with only three teams to draft with. Hey man, and I took the Lions first, so I'm you know, I'm I'm out of teams that that have the multiple picks. Um, let's get into it, fellas. This is exciting. Uh, always fun to kind of see how my draft night's going to go based on this podcast. Um, how do we want to start off, boys? Do we want to do some some yaps first and then maybe get into a lick? Anyone have a yap that they're specifically excited about? I'll, I'll, I'll start it off with the... I'll start right, it off. Tommy. And I didn't really think about yaps. So I don't know because I'm down to do make these all licks, man. That's the kind of, type of <laughs> night I'm trying to have. You're right? like Clep in the BJP Dynasty. I'm like Clep. I'm like if we're losing, we're licking. It's, it's That's ten. what you're telling the team in the, in the really, locker room. Exactly. If we're losing, we're licking. I'm gonna start it off. If the Steelers take Najee Harris, I like that. Oh, wow. I'll take I love a yap it. Or a lick. I like I that. I like I, that. I like, That's good. That's if good. If they take Najee Harris, Tommy, you've I'm been gonna, notably a little bit lax on the licks. All right, you, you've been trying to, to shield yourself from pain, uh, and I like that you're. Taking Tommy just put step. his nuts on the table, kind of. To be honest, I like. I got to tip my cap to that. Yeah. I got to tip my cap to that. Um, I've got a great, I've got a great lick on tape that we can attach with the episode <laughs> from from back in the fall. All right, I got, I got check, yeah. cut, cut the tape with me with my with my licks. All right? I'll just piggyback off that. Um, I will take a lick if Najee Harris is not the first running back drafted. Mm. How about this? You take two licks if it's Javante. If it's well, I don't know if I want to. That's more. fun on on the surface, but I don't know if I want to agree with it because it's not like I have anything against Javante, and uh, you know, 
So I'm not going to take that stand. If there were if there were a running back up there that I particularly didn't like as much, then I would agree to that. But I do like Javante, so I, I'm just going to stick with if Najee isn't the first running back off the board, I will I'll be taking a lick. I got another one. I'm going to keep going. Um, and then, Clep, you can go possibly here. If Liam Eikenberg isn't drafted in the first round, give me give me a lick. I think Liam Eikenberg is, really? go, is going round one. Wow. I think he's slept on. Um, all these mocks I'm seeing, the Draft Network, PFF, etc. I know it's a loaded tackle class. I think the guy's a first-round talent, and I'll, I'm willing to stand by that in, in the form of a lick. Did the short arms? I mean, oh, he has is. under 33-inch arms, which is kind of considered the cutoff for tackles, um, does that concern you at all in terms of his first-round prospects? I guess it, it it concerns me, but I think that there's a yin and yang there, and I think that the amount of games he started at a premier program in college and the level he played at consistently for, I think, three years as a starter um, kind of is is more well, yeah. tried and true than, than the arm length concerns. I, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be drafting Liam Eikenberg for his, like, athletic prowess or his, you know, measurables. I think it's more so you're just getting a guy that yep. is going to come in and be able to play tackle um, at a very competitive level from day one in the NFL. So that, that's where I'm at. Yeah, Lee, I think I think that's super interesting because I think you know starting with the Colts at 21, who who Lee you've we've we've talked about them, um, and Eichenberg all the way at, you know down to the Chiefs mm. at 31. I just think if you need a left tackle, and especially if you're a team trying to compete. You know, I think that's a really interesting conversation between an Eichenberg and a, you know, a Samuel Cosme or a Dylan Radens or, you know, a uh, even a Jalen Mayfield, who seems to be getting some first round buzz as well, who are a little bit more toolsy, not as refined I'll just as say, Eichenberg. You know, I, um, I, like, I like Mayfield, but I, I just speaking from from my Michigan fan side, I guess, like Eichenberg is just better than him. Like I just truly believe that based off what I've seen. So yep. I mean I obviously could be wrong and I'm sure Mayfield has better, you know, measurables and whatnot and, and you know athletic spark score or whatever you you may say but if you're asking me you know if I go back in time in a year and if I'd rather have Liam Eikenberg or Jalen Mayfield on the in my, in my right or left tackle spot I'm, I'm saying Eikenberg 10 times out of 10 so um club before you come in with your first lick slash yap I want to I want to get one down for the people and I'm going to be taking a lick if uh, the Niners take Mac Jones. Ooh, wow. If the Niners take Mac Jones. Tommy. I'm taking. I'm taking a. Uh, I'm taking a lick for the people. That's because, a for the people lick where you. It's um, like Braveheart. You know. You know you're going to die probably. Like there's an over fifty percent chance yep. you're going to die. It's a little bit like me with Daniel Jones. It's a pride thing. It's about. Yeah. It's about. It is a pride thing. And it's also. It's also, in my book, the perfect hedge to my Mac Jones Offensive Rookie mm. of the Year bet. You'll take you that know? lick to pay that price. Like, I hear that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let me th- let me throw out a yap here. Uh, I've been vocal this entire draft process about the risks of taking wide receivers uh, in the first round. Their bust rates are, are high. The, oh, the, the line is at four and a half. All right, we're yapping if it goes over. Woo! I don't think it is. Minus 210 you know to the over, That by juice the way, is against people. me, and that juice is against me. <laughs> All right? The juice is against me, and I'm with it. Let's ride. I love it, Clep. I love it, Clep. I was going to – I was gonna. if I could predict one of your licks I would have or yaps, I would have predicted that just based on the fact that you've kind of been saying, hey, I don't know if that's a sure over, um, even seeing the line move up. So I applaud that. Um, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring here and stand by my boy Devonta – Smith, if this man falls past 11, 
That's where the, the line is at 11.5. If he falls past 11, I'll go ahead and take a yap. Um, That'd be past the Giants. Past the Giants, yep, at 11. Yep. Um, you know, I think that there's probably more of a chance he'll go before 11, but I think it's totally in the realm of possibility that he ends up getting drafted after Pitts, Waddle, and Chase. Um, and I think if that were the case, he'd be going after 11. So I'll go ahead and, and stand by my guy Devonta and say he goes top 11 to avoid me uh, yapping. Weighing in at 166 yesterday or the other day, whatever it was. Yeah. I think that's the only thing that would make him drop, you know? Um, well, well, Lee, let me jump in here. Now we're talking Bama receivers. If Jalen Waddell isn't the first wide receiver taken, I'm yapping. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And let me go on top of that. I'm licking if the Bengals take chance. Dude, I am. So that's, that's double wow. deuce. That's, that's, that's a double, double whammy. Wow. That's a double whammy. Tyler Dragon. Where what is happens? Tyler Dragon? We need Tyler Dragon. <laughs> At Tyler Dragon. Clef, what happens, what happens if Waddle's the first receiver off the board at seven? Uh, well, I, I would likely be in, in a lick situation uh, due to my other lick that will be coming later that you guys know about that I've teased before. But, okay. I, I, you know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm in a couple different um, uh, chambers. I'm in a couple different mirror rooms in the top ten there. I like – we're throwing some quick ones out right now kind of. Tommy, you want to you go – I just wanted to get my last confirmed lick on the uh, on the table. There's still a lot of pod left. There still could be more licks to come. But if the Denver Broncos don't draft a quarterback, mm. I will be taking a mm. I like that. Wow. Tommy's just Tommy's at, drawing in, in the first round, or is that head. something you're going to kind of kind of hold out on, Tommy? First round, first yeah. Round. If they don't, if they don't, if they don't trade up or take one at nine or trade back and take you know Kellen Mond or Davis Mills, I'm mm. licking. For the people of Denver, that, that's just, that's out for the people of Denver. That's for that's for the people yeah. of Denver. Now that I've, I've I've adopted the Broncos as one of my my fave my fave rosters in the NFL, and they're they truly are a QB away. So if they don't address that need, big lick, Love it. big lick time. Christian Barmore falls past twenty. Give me give me a lick. He's going he's going top twenty. <laughs> All right, well Lee, that man's going to be in the green there. room. That man's going to be in the green room in Cleveland. He's not falling past 20. I, uh, I, I'm tempted to join you on that, Lee. Pending, pending you join me on this one, which I think is a sure guarantee you're going to join me. Uh, under 7 tac- or under seven O lineman, go round yep. one. Sign me up, man. We're yapping. Sign me up. So, sign me up. All right. Yeah, I'll sign me up. I'll hop That's on a that BJP too. brain trust lick right there. Yeah. Um, I got another one if, if you guys aren't, 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 Let's aren't, go. aren't going right now. We're, we're, yeah. Christian Derrissaw will not be the third offensive lineman drafted. Um, I think I think mm. as of right now, there's a conversation between Derrissaw, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Tevin Jenkins, most likely based on what I'm seeing, as to who's going to be drafted after Sewell and Slater. I would say Derrissaw is probably the favorite. Um, but if he if he is the third offensive lineman drafted, I will be taking a yap. All right, well, Lee, I'll, I'll join you on this one because I was going to do uh, Derrissaw top 18, mm. but I'll, I'll uh, forego that one, and I will just take the opposite side with you on, on this uh, on this proposition. Okay. Wait, were you going to go over 18? Yeah, I'm on. I was going to say he was picked in the top 18. Oh, so you're flipping the script. I, I was saying if he – I was going to say if he went – you know, if he made it past the, the – uh, is it the, the Raiders there? Yeah. Or the – Okay, 19's the, the Raiders. 
Nineteen's the excuse me, seventeen's the Raiders. Eighteen's the Dolphins. I was gonna say if he went over eighteen, I was gonna take a yap. Okay. But I I think I'll I'll, I'll forfeit that one, um, and say if he, so if if, if Darisaw is the third O lineman off the board, yeah, you, you're going to the tank. I'm going to the tank. You're joining me. Uh, if 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 he is the if he is anything other than that, I'm on, on the other side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On okay. The other side. So gotcha. so if he if there is a different alignment before Darisaw after Sewell and Slater, uh, that's on me. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm gonna throw one out here. This one is uh, I'm a Cuse boy now. We had Carl Jones on the podcast. This is our first ever Crown Crown Royal Peach Edition. Yeah. Because that's what that's what Carl Jones likes to like Shout to out like Carl to sip Jones, on, baby. All right. <laughs> and this is a yap that we want to take. Because we're going to toast to the Cuse boys. And if Ify Malafonwu sneaks into that first round, yep. we're taking a Crown Peach edition yap. Yep. I love get that, that. Get that uh, five-year money, Ify. I love that. I love that, too. I will 100% join um, that. Um, go ahead, Lee. I'm, I'm searching. I only had those three <laughs> big boys, and now I need to I search got, for some I got, uh, I'm going to go ahead. I got two similar ones. And they're kind of fringe. We're talking, I guess these these ones don't start really mattering, at least from what I'm seeing in, in the mock drafts and, and, and predictions, basically, until we get to 20, maybe you know, 16 through 32, and maybe it, we might we may even bleed into day two with these. Uh, if Terrence Marshall Jr. is drafted before either Rondale Moore or I, I have Rondell Moore and Amari Rogers, one of those two players being drafted before Terrence Marshall Jr. Mm. If that doesn't happen, I'll take a yap. And I also have, on the other side of the ball, Asante Samuel Jr. and Kelvin Joseph against Caleb Farley. If Caleb Farley is taken mm. before... I like that for you, Lee. Yeah. It, it, I need Asante Samuel or Kelvin Joseph to be taken before Caleb Farley in order to avoid a lick. And I need Rondale Moore or Amari Rogers to be taken before Terrace Marshall Jr. to avoid a lick. Wow. So the Farley one's a lick. Farley one's a lick, yeah. Receiver one's a yap. I think that's I think the corner one is your best chance of not drinking. I think you surely will be yapping on the Terrence Marshall Jr. uh Rondale. As Jim Moore. Brown once said, that's as a whooping I'm willing to, to take. To hop on or, or, or that's a whooping I'm gonna have to take. <laughs> yep. That's a whooping I'm gonna have, have to take. take. I think I mean Rondale potentially, but I don't think Amari Rogers is gonna. The Lee, the thing that is uh, potentially concerning about those ones too is those are uh, those are back half of the draft. Yeah. Uh, things you're looking at They're coming and, down uh, the pike. Last year, last year things got loose at 19. Yep. That's a fact. <laughs> when CD Lamb was taken, it, it got a little. Uh, things got hey, rowdy at, in the Iron Gate. Things studios. went out the window. Yeah. Um, let me throw this one out there. I'm yapping if Pay is the first D lineman taken. Mm. Okay, Clep. Oh, okay. Okay, Clep. I like that. Um, since I'm already a little over leveraged with my my licks, I'll yap if the if the Chiefs don't take a lineman. Actually, I'll lick if they don't wow. take a lineman. I'm licking Jeez. them. Thirty-one. At the end of the draft, lick potentially four licks deep. Tommy's gonna be in the <laughs> bushes. That'll put, that's gonna put me to bed. That's gonna uh, put me to bed. I'll have I'll, I'm gonna have to keep one foot on the ground uh, after that. I like Chiefs that one. You've been talking a big game though, Tommy. Lineman. I mean, you shouldn't be sweating too hard yeah. if if uh, if the Chiefs are on the board and there are some remotely good linemen available, which I believe there will be. Clep, 
I'm, I'm looking at you on these. You can kind of decide what you want to do with these. I won't be offended if you don't uh-huh. hop on the train, but I got two here. Two licks. Two licks, I repeat. Oh, boy. The first right. one is if the Lions pass in any form, in any form, trade back, take a different player, you name it, on Justin Fields or Trey Lance, I'll be taking a lick. Yep. Hey, I, I already had this one kind of written down, so I'm, I'm there. And the second one is if the Chicago Bears trade up into the top 10 and select a quarterback, I will be taking a lick. Even if it's Mac Jones? Yes. Yes. If Ryan Pace puts his nuts on the table like that, I'm taking I'm taking a lick. Um If the Arizona Cardinals draft a running back I, you know, in the just, first just round, due to I'll my, take a lick. Due to my uh, prior commitments in, yeah. in the top ten, uh, I will be passing on that Bears prop. Yep. Um, but but I'm I'm with you there on the Lions, and and I'll extend the extension. Uh, extend the extension. That's what we're gonna do. Uh, I said I was I was doing the lick. If the Lions are gonna pass on Trey Lance or Justin Fields straight up, and that includes a trade back, that's passing. Mm-hmm. But uh, also licking if if Mac Jones goes three and Lance and Fields are off the board at seven, that's like that would just be horrible, um, and I will I will lick in that scenario too mm. out of despair. Mm. Because I man, if if Mac Jones goes three, I mean, is there any universe where you guys think that one of Lance or Fields isn't there when the Lions are on the board? It would have to be a Falcons Dolphins trade back. Yeah, you know. I think that's the yeah. only. Well, it would, that's the only. You know, the Broncos and the Patriots come up, or whatever. yeah, or the Falcons um, take a quarterback, a football team, and then the yeah. and then someone trades exactly. up with the Dolphins. Yeah. It would have to be the yeah the fourth yeah. and the sixth selection. What do you What do you guys think the percentage is? If even if Fields say Fields goes three, how likely do you think it is that Lance is still there at seven? I'd say fifty five percent. I think there's a slight... I'd say like 45%, maybe 40 Because I think Atlanta is still live to take Lance. I've been on the record saying that. I totally wouldn't rule that out at all. And on top of that, there's Atlanta being a possible trade-up spot for any team trying to get Trey Lance. Or now Miami's kind of in the running as a team that could possibly be looking to trade back if you want to jump in front of the Lions, who... Haven't necessarily made it clear what their direction is, but they, they are kind of a dark horse, I guess you can say, um, to draft a quarterback. The team wants to sneak up in front of them. So I'd say that the, the, the chances are more likely than not, I think, that he'll be taken, but it's probably pretty close the way I'm you know, imagining it. All right, let me throw out, let me throw out my, last, my last yap here. Um, going back to last year, all right, I said A.J. Epinesa wasn't going round one. Got a lot of flack from the boys. What happened? All right, what happened? He's a round two player. All right. Round and two then player. This year I'm saying Jason Owe. You're not going round one, my boy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're not going round one. So if you go round one, congrats to you. Yeah, you'll, you'll make more money in, in, a, in a signature than I'll make in my life. Congratulations, uh, Mr. Owe. But if you go round one, uh, I don't think it's happening. I'll take a yap. I love that clip. I'm going to join you on that. I'm going to join you on that just straight out of solidarity. 
That's just because that's yeah. just a great. That's just a great. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible. This edge class is kind of all over the place. That's why I also have the pay one mm-hmm. out there. I think Phillips can go before pay. Yep. Uh, I think guys like Ojolari uh, can can sneak into the end of the first round and, over and over. And something. And something I was mentioning to Lee uh, and Klepp, I'm sure you've seen the same rumblings, is, is Joe Tryon. Yeah. You know, like Dane Brugler said he'd be shocked if Tryon gets past 32. Or I don't know if that was Ledyard or, or Brugler, one of these guys. I was seeing Tryon buzz, you know, yeah. I was, I was seeing that too. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the edges are a little bit all over the place. Um, you know, just to, just to further me down the hole, if the Cowboys don't take a corner, um, I'll... I want a lick, but I already got four licks yeah, on the board. So I I'll, think a I'll yap take, is smart for you in this position. I'll t- I'll take a yap. I'll take a yap if the Cowboys <sighs> don't draft the corner. I got some. Who do you who do you want at that at that spot, Tommy? I mean, I feel like we've we've said corner. I mean, if you had your pick between Horn or Sertain, I would take mm-hmm. Sertain, man. I would take Sertain. I just think he's maybe Horn has a little bit higher of a ceiling and has some of the more intangible stuff that you'd want at the position. But I just think Sertain is just a sure, sure, pretty damn sure thing and has a higher floor from day one. Um, just a refined guy. I, I, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see with Horn. Uh, you know, the criticism with him and him being a little grabby and like how he's going to adjust to the NFL. You know, officiating in the NFL and how it's different from. The college game, I think that's that's going to be something that's interesting. But there's a lot of people, you know, who think Horn's their number one corner, and you know, I saw Richard Sherman come out and say that he thinks he's going to be the best corner from this class. So, mm. um, but still, I'm I'm on the certain train. Um, so I got some challenges for you guys here. Bring it on. The Let's first one, I don't know if this is round one stuff, but Clep, a yap off between Ronnie Perkins and Peyton Turner. Oh, I'm with that. As it. to who's going yeah, to be drafted first. Yeah, that's day two territory. That's day two. That's like early day yeah. two. Uh, and then Tommy, I got a little fun with it and went a yap off between Nico Collins and Amon Ra, St. Brown. Hmm. So, 100%. so that Let's those are that. my two where. That's exciting. Clef's I like got that, his like. guy at, at edge. I kind of yeah. got my guy. Tommy's got his guy to a certain extent, I guess, at receiver. It's not like we're in love with these guys, but. I kind of got my guy uh, similar. Amon Ra and Nico Collins, I think, is a good one too because they're a bit similar in kind of their uh, measurables. And I guess they had somewhat similar. Nico Collins, Nico is, Collins bigger. is bigger. Amon Ra, they had similar production in college. Um, and I think that they're, they're right around in the same area of the class when you look at consensus big boards and whatnot. So same thing goes for Perkins and Turner. Yeah. Some boards have Turner higher than Perkins, some some um, not. So I think that should be fun. Uh, speaking of my guys, Lee, you you included him in one of your your special props, yeah, props earlier. Um, I will take a yap if Asante Samuel doesn't mm. go round one. I like that. And then, I guess this is my last one. Uh, if Kyle Trask goes before Kellen Mond, I don't care what time of day it is. I don't care. What state I'm in, I will be taking a lick, um, and that's on principle. There's a lot more uh, licks in the air this year. It's like uh, it's it feels it's interesting. Yeah, I like it though. A lot a lot of convictions about this draft. At least some some personal. Never stances. a good idea, but we're here. Um, any uh, any other. One sitting out there, fellas, that we maybe want to discuss, or I mean, 
I kind of got I, I said it in in between you and Lee talking, but I will uh, I'll I'll downgrade it to a yap, but I will for sure yap if the Cardinals take a running back at sixteen or if they trade back and take a running back. I, I'll yeah. Tommy, do you think a running back goes round one? Okay, I do. I think Najee probably. I mean, <laughs> Najee's probably gonna go to the Steelers. Like I I I will for sure. That's a dig. That's a dignity uh, lick for me. Um, but yes, I do think a running back will go around one. Um, but hey, you know, I'm willing to die on I that. I wouldn't be shocked so, if two running backs go around one. I honestly wouldn't be shocked. I think the silver lining for me is I think Javante might be the first running back off the board. He's the youngest one. Um, I just love his game too. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, where these where these guys, uh, you know, go. I love me Javante. I call him Jimmy Neutron. Check my Twitter. That's my nickname for him, Jimmy Neutron. Um, Valedictorian in high school. Before we we move on into the Texans and Seahawks discussion, I did have I did remember I have one more little yap prophecy I want to throw out there, but it's not it's not for draft day. All right, it's for it's for the BJP draft day coming up on Sunday, mm. and I want I want Lee to set the line. All right, and we're and if it goes if it goes under. If it's under this, Lee, uh, we're, we're all yapping here. Okay. All right, and that's how many times does Connor get confused during the what would, what would we do mock? All right, okay. I'm setting the line at two Okay, and a half. well, I think confusion has to be classified as a moment where all three of us can look at each other and basically mentally say, Connor's confused right now. I think that is what would describe confusion when, when Connor – Pick someone that's already been taken. One sec. Doesn't know who's available. Doesn't know what team. I think he's I also think for. that the trades in this year's year's mock could throw a wrench into things too, where maybe we're looking at a little bit of more confusion. Oh, he doesn't know what team's picking in a certain spot. Yep. You know that that sort of deal. Okay, I think the line needs to be beefed up to like four and a half if we're doing players. I think. Um, yeah. I think. I'll set the line at three and a half, I think. Because I think there's there's an initial confusion fairly. that we're going to get early on. And then I'm assuming there will be probably two to four more times throughout the podcast. It's, a, it's probably going to be like a two-hour podcast or so yeah. where he gets confused. I think like once every 30 minutes or so, I think it's fair. Um, I could weigh under, under – I would probably hit the over on that. But hey, maybe Connor, maybe Connor comes prepared this year. Maybe Connor is, you know, maybe he had his chocolate milk before. Maybe he exactly. Maybe he had his yeah. chocolate milk and, and ho hos before the uh, before we hit the red button, and, and he's ready to roll. <laughs> maybe that South Bend air is sharpening sharpening him yeah. up a little bit. Uh, how about all right? How about another Connor prop? I've talked about the over under of Notre Dame players. So I mean. We've got Jeremiah Wusakamura, Liam Eichenberg, Tommy Tremble. Um, all three of those guys are going to go. I think it would be downright mock, right? silly I mean, for Connor missing? to take Tommy Tremble. I, I agree, but I think he's going to do it. I don't, I don't know. know how much he likes Tremble. I don't know, yeah. Well, he, it's, he likes it's not Trimble. like he's he like Komet or I don't know. I would I would push back against that. I don't think Connor takes Tommy Tremble. All right, I'll I'll 
let's let's just have that a bet between you and me and Klopp. I don't know if I'll, I'll stay out of this one. I think this is a nice little Murray bro, Murray bro proposition. I, I think Connor. Let's not let's not bring it up, but but during the draft, if he does do it, yeah, I'm just gonna you know everyone, everyone will, know. will know. Yeah, everyone will know. That's true. No need to artificially derail something, make him confused, and then you know yeah. you got a, then a situation with the that's books. a for sure yeah. confused moment right there. Yeah, that's like yeah. We're, we're banking on some confusion there. <laughs> wow! All right. Well, that was that was a great fire round, boys. Uh, if any, if there are any future things that we think of, I think last year we did this podcast literally on draft day. Uh, so I think we did. If there's any, if there's anything, of course, within the the next six days that we want to bring up, uh, just bring it up on air. There will be some opportunities to get them out there, mm. uh, and, and we'll be sure to, to keep them to the people. And, hey, everyone have a safe draft day. All right, be responsible. Absolutely. Yep. Responsibility responsible. is key. I mean, as I said last year on, on the AppCast, it is what you want it to be. Chocolate milk, yep. shots of queso. Yep. Right? I, mean, I might take a queso shot, shot of ranch. Who's to say? When I'm when I when I'm in now when I'm in the air club. Club. All right. K K Y S and K Y P. Those are the big da- draft day rules. Know your setting and know your personnel. You got to know yep. what you're working with on draft day. What are the chances that uh, the Rams brass is getting loose uh, on night one in in the draft day house in Malibu? One hundred percent. I think one hundred percent. They're not. They're probably not even picking up any calls from anybody. They're just, no. It's just strictly, strictly fun, strictly fun times in the Malibu. They are probably just going to be getting after it. From I mean, what time does the draft start? So it's going to start around five. Yeah. In the West Coast, on the West Coast, they're probably just going to be getting after it steadily, like starting at like three to four. You know, so by the time they can get to bed early, and be up the next day for round two, because then that's when that's yep. the business day. Maybe McVeigh's like, I want to move up. <laughs> They got to they got to hold they got to hold McVay down because he wants to move up. Um, so are we doing a uh, a seven round mock for the Seahawks and the? That's the plan. Seasons? Yeah. Do you guys uh, have a preference between the Draft Network or PFF? Maybe one of each for or no, no, this. I already I've got PFF uh, up and you, running. I've got the Seahawks on do, the board. Ready do you want to do you want to lead this? Do, do you want to lead this conversation then, Ty, for the Seahawks? Yeah, I can lead the conversation. We got what three um, picks? One in round two. Yep. They have 56, 129, and 250. Okay. Well, let's just um, talk quickly about the needs so, here before we get into the to the mock. Obviously, you're not always trying to draft for need. You want to get the best player available. We'll, we'll look at it from that perspective. But for the first time in a while, I don't necessarily think the Seahawks have to go offensive line. Uh, they've, they've kind of pieced that together between uh, the draft and free. It, it, they could use some help, but it's better than in years past. At least you don't have the glorified tight end and George Fant uh, or Jermaine Defetti slotted in at a, a starting position there. Um, I think D-line would definitely be an area of need. You have Puna Ford on the interior, who was a nice find for them, but nothing really to speak of in terms of rushing the passer off of the edge. Maybe tight end. If we get a little frisky, uh, could be a position of need. I think you have... Gerald Everett, baby. Oh, they have Gerald Everett. Will Disley, man. And Colby Parkinson were right. drafted. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll back off of that. Back off of that. But they let Shaq Griffin go, too. So maybe maybe corner could be 
uh, an area that we address. I think they're pretty set at safety with Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs. What, what else do you guys kind of see? Yeah, Club. I mean, I was just going to say offensive line or bust, but I think you're, you you make some solid points. Bringing in Gabe Jackson. I mean, Brandon Shell at right tackle is, is far from ideal, but, you know, Damian Lewis was played great uh, uh, as a rookie last year. You still got Jordan Papachub Simmons, who played as a, you know, above, you know, replacement level guard. Um, Dwayne Brown. A receiver, I mean, yeah, man. I think, I think you bring up some good points. With DK and Tyler? Who's the third best receiver on your team? Freddie Swain? I think you're going to – I just think they're in a position where – Freddie Swain's not – he played okay last year. I, You know, I, I just think Klepp brings up some good points about – along the D-line. Um, I would rather attack that or, or some sort of offensive lineman than uh, taking a receiver in round two. What number is, what number is the a, pick for the Seahawks? 56. What is the over-under for Peyton Turner? Do we know that? Is that is that think, information out there, Tommy, in that prop list that you sent out? Well, Tommy sent the Circa Ooh, prop. Yeah, I can go. I'll check that right now. Um, maybe I can just go off on a little bit of a side. I mean, when I did my one article for my NFC West uh, three-round mock, I had the Seahawks taking Walker Little. Okay. I think that would be a really good pick for them. All right. Um, I know – I know PFF and especially Mike Renner is like probably the biggest uh, Walker Little fan in the draft community. Um, Walker Little's a guy who, five-star recruit, was the number one offensive line recruit coming out of Georgia, I want to say he's from. Went to Stanford. Um, played really well, uh, but he hasn't played in two years. He was injured in 2019. He tore his ACL, I believe, in week one of 2019 and then opted out of, tw- of the 2020 season. But... Has really rare movement skills for a guy who's six seven, three hundred, whatever it is, um, and is you know a guy that you probably could play at guard or at least at right tackle. I think would probably be a, an upgrade over Brandon Shell. I mean, he's just a guy in a lot of other drafts. I think would be a first round pick, and if he played this past year, probably would be in that first round conversation. Um, I don't know where the NFL stands on him, but that was a, a fit that I saw early on. Peyton um, Turner, sixty seven and a half. Interesting. What is what is Ronnie Perkins now that I've made that? 65 and uh, a half. Wow, that's a good one then. Yeah. That's a nice that little good. one. Um, all right, well, let's let's get it started, Tommy. Uh, let's hit that start button. We got three picks. What are the other two rounds that the picks are in? 129, I believe, is in okay. the fourth, if my math is correct. Um, and then 250 seven. is probably yeah, is that's, the seventh. Yeah, that's literally the yeah. sixth to last pick in the draft. So, I mean, obviously, another elephant in the room is a trade back here. I think if you're if you're Seattle, I think probably option number one is trade yeah, back. Yeah, but like what? Trying, I would trade. Yeah, obviously getting more capital is, is good, but at, at what point is a team looking to come up to 56 and really give you anything um, more, I guess, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, if there's a, if there's a move where you don't go too far back, and you're able to get an extra pick, I think that would be valuable just because hey, there was an athletic article with Eric DaCosta talking about how the Ravens have been one of the better drafting teams of the last decade. And he pretty much said, well, that's because we've had some of the most picks, right? Because the more, heck, they took Hayden Hurst before Lamar Jackson, right? And one of those guys is off the team. Yep. The other one was an MVP. So the more picks you have, the higher chance you have of getting Guys, it'll be on your team 
and, and contributors for at least their rookie contracts. Hopefully, you know, you're signing them to, to second contracts, but getting, getting, you know, more capital is, is always valuable. It's something that Lee and I have talked about with the Lions too, sitting there at seven. So I, I think you're absolutely right, Tommy, that if you're getting calls, sure. But, you know, how far are you willing to go back to versus like at what yeah. point are you just kind of getting day three picks, which on their face are basically scratch offs? Yeah, I uh, the fourth yeah. Round. I would be well, very yeah. comfortable taking a, a, a Ronnie Perkins or, or Peyton Turner um, at this juncture. Even Quincy Roche, in my opinion, um, would be a mm-hmm. good pick here just because Kerry Hyder has probably seen his best days. Um, Jamal Adams. Yeah, is the and it's like they dra- they draft I mean, yeah. they drafted L.J. Collier. I don't. I can't really speak on he's him. He's done nothing. He hasn't really done done nothing. He's obviously been thing. irrelevant enough to that's not even be the too. starter on the on our lads. Um, and and that's the other thing too. Uh, the Seahawks just have you know are always good for a surprise. Whether it's Rashad Penny or Jordan Brooks last year or L.J. L.J. Collier in uh, 2019. Um, yeah, I guess when you talk about the Seahawks. I just think you need to, you know, as much as you, you like Ronnie Perkins Lee and, and Peyton Turner with you, Clep, um, I just don't know. I mean, like, what what, what direction is this franchise headed in? I think, you know, is, is, is this Russell Wilson's last year? Are you trying to repair that relationship? Uh, how does this team compete? You know, what is the best option for this team to compete in 2021? I seem to think it's it's doubling down on offense and just making more of that strength of strength because I, you know, I think it would take a lot for one of those players to make that type of impact on the defensive end, uh, on the defensive side of the ball from day one. Um, I would just double down on offense and try to protect Russell. I just Wilson think that their offensive line is like that good. more of a strength. Yeah, I think it's fine. But, I, like, can we see how the board falls, Tommy? Yeah, I mean, Let's see right how now, the board falls. I, on the settings, I did uh, just for some context. I did like all the way to the public instead of PFF. Um, I don't know if that was a mistake, but I just wanted to like eliminate as much as the, of the PFF bias okay. as possible. Lee says fade the public. So, so, so I mean, on their board currently, uh, Elijah Moore and Asante Samuel are the two highest-rated players, who, who PFF is I guess higher on the consensus. I mean, if Asante Samuel is there or Elijah Moore, I would I think those would be great picks. I mean, Lee, you talked about receiver. I think bringing in a guy like Elijah Moore to play slot with DK and, and Tyler Lockett, I mean, that's that's pretty uh, tantalizing. And then obviously getting a corner like Asante Samuel, who I think is a first-round talent, a top you know 20 talent in the draft, I think would be awesome. But I don't really – I would be pretty surprised if both of those guys are there, so I could be wrong. Um, and then you get down, we've got Dylan Radins, Elijah Molden, Jamin Davis, Landon Dickerson mm. on the board, uh, Deami Brown. Both Javon Holland and Jamar Johnson are there. Eichenberg, Pat Fryermuth, uh, Jabril Cox, Peyton Turner is on the board. Creed Humphrey is on the board. My guy Kendrick Green is on the board at guard. So uh, Joe Tryon. I think, there, I mean, there's there's a good amount of, there's definitely some quality edges. Do you want me to go through posi- uh, positions? I'll do the top. At edge, you got Peyton Turner, Rashad Weaver, Joe, Joe Tryon. Those are your top three guys. Um, at tackle, I obviously mentioned Raidens, uh, Eichenberg, Brady Christensen, Lee, your boy Stone Forsythe. That's Klepp's boy. He's on the board as well. Klepp's boy, excuse me. There's, um, there's mutual love there. There's, there's mutual there's for appreciation. Sure, but I, I wouldn't know too yeah. much about him if it weren't for Klepp bringing him up. That's what made me do my research. 
Um, I think it'd be tough for me, I guess, the way the board is right now. Um, and I'm I'm going to pretend like Asante Samuel is not there because I, I – this would be shot. I mean, that would be my pick, but I think Landon Dickerson would be a great pick for the Seahawks. He can play guard or center. And I think of the same vein, though. Like, are we trying to say that I don't know if he's going to be there? Like, do we want to bring that into the conversation? Yeah, no, he, that's that's true. He probably will not be there. Um, yeah, I guess my position is I would attack offensive line. I just um, really disagree with you, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I'm really not with the do. line stuff. Like for the first time, I can They're say fine. their offensive line is like good. Like Dwayne Brown is old, but they drafted Jamarco Jones a couple years ago from Ohio State, who's like not a bad backup tackle. Brandon Shell, Cedric Abuye are two like backup tackles. I guess like they could they could upgrade at t- at right tackle, but it's like Shell's a starter, and then Damian Lewis, Ethan Pochick, and Gabe Jackson are all like proven somewhat good at the very least interior offensive linemen that. Should be starters week one, and you you wouldn't worry too well, much guess, about it. So when you bring a guy like Landon Dickerson in with your highest pick, it's just like, especially with those interior guys. Yeah. No, you're right. They, they're they're strong on the interior. I guess right tackle is really where I would try to attack, or just getting another tackle in the building. I guess maybe do you guys have an opinion on like what your philosophy would be if you're Seattle? Uh, I mean, I know what you're saying. You like, to, I think ultimately you. You can't do much. I mean, this draft isn't going to do much for you. I think you're just kind of hoping that Russell Wilson is carrying your team and you can make the playoffs. Well, I, and I just think that like, yeah, I think that drafting a receiver there would would make a much more significant impact on your offense than drafting a lineman. Just based on the I fact agree. that maybe he won't even have the biggest impact, but just freeing up more opportunities for Lockett and DK because those are literally the only two pass catchers on your roster as of right now that impose any fear in defenses so being able to bring another guy in you know like elijah moore if he were available or you know like rondale moore or one of those types of players Darius tony something like that i think i think that would be a valuable pick to boost the stock of their offense but also i don't really agree with your philosophy where it's like the defensive line is so kind of like unproven and in tatters that you may as well just kind of ignore it and go full speed with offense I still think you can draft a player like Peyton Turner or Joe Tryon or Ronnie Perkins, whoever they like the best, whoever Pete Carroll and company like the best, and that player can make a big impact on your defensive line year one. Like I still think that that could be – that they can end up coming in and sparking that defensive line more than you may be giving them credit. So I think that that would yeah. kind of – that would they be drafted, all I'm saying is – They drafted Daryl Taylor. They did, and he was injured for half the year. For whatever it's worth. But I just think that – if you can bring, if Daryl Taylor's good, great. But if you can bring in another guy to line up across from him who's young and, and talented as well, now you're working with something. Now you're cooking with gas a little bit. We know what Bobby Wagner is. Um, they've got some, some decent depth at linebacker with Cody Barton and Ben Burkirvan, and, and obviously they drafted Jordan Brooks. And then I wouldn't worry too much about the secondary just because they they signed Akella Witherspoon and. Uh, their safeties are really good, and I just kind of believe in the coaching and, I guess, what Seattle has done traditionally in the secondary to make things work. Um, and I think that they could probably snag a corner maybe in the third round or something like that that could that could benefit them. I mean, if Asante Samuel's available, that's a different story. But I'd be looking receiver or D-line here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my vote in for Peyton Turner, baby. Yeah, I'm... I'm fine with that. I mean, it's not the guy I would pick, but I can't really disagree with the philosophy just based off what I just said. You know, I can't. I think that that would be a good pick here. Yeah. I would. I'd obviously would rather have Perkins, but that's. I'm. I'm good with Turner. I don't think Perkins is on the board. 
I believe he. Oh, yes. He's not. He's not on the board. He went at pick 46 of the New England Patriots, oh, wow. Ronnie Perkins. Well, yeah, no. That for me it would be Roche or, or Turner, and I'm, I'm cool with Turner. Send it in the card, baby. Yeah. Let's 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 send in the Peyton Turner it. card uh, with the 56th overall pick in the 2021 draft. The Seattle Seahawks select Peyton Turner, edge rusher. So now you got a little Houston. bit of a rotation with those guys, where Collier doesn't have as big of shoes to fill, and if Collier is good, that's great. You still have Dunlap. You have a ro- now you have a rotation of defensive linemen that can wreak havoc and actually, you know, push the pocket a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. We're on to Houston, top of the third round, 67th pick. Asante Samuel still on the board. Let's let's just pretend I didn't say that. Um, I mean, guys, what what do we think about Houston? <laughs> I mean, what are we doing with this third pick? I mean, they they could use so much. Are we are we um, flipping back and forth between the Seahawks and the Texans? Yeah, I thought oh, that's what we got it. Yeah, do just right, so we right, can you know. You. I'm with it now. We're the, we're doing the same draft. You're controlling both teams. Got it. Yep, we're controlling Got both it. teams. I like that. Good idea, Tommy. Yeah. Thank I you. Thank you. Think, um, I will say this about Houston. Uh, the offensive line is not that bad, just on paper right now. Well, it shouldn't be a focus because you drafted Max Sharping. You drafted Titus Howard. You traded, you for, traded for Laramie Tumsel. Tumsel. They like, signed Lane Taylor this offseason. You shouldn't be more capital. Yeah. They signed, you shouldn't they be investing yeah. more capital into it. Yeah, um, no, I agree, Clep. Um, I'd be looking The defense is at, in shambles. Defense, yes. Corn. What's what's available at corner, Houston, Tommy? Houston has a lot of picks. Uh, obviously, Asante Samuel is, but let's pretend like he's not. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, Tay Gowan, Eric Stokes. What about my guy? What about Trey my guy, Brown. Tyson Campbell? Tyson Campbell mm. is off the board. I like Kelvin Joseph. Um, I think he's yeah. Lee he's likes Kelvin Joseph. I would like that pick. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stand on the board for Elijah Molden here. Play him at nickel. Um, I think he has versatility. He can play uh, safety as well, but I think he's just a starting nickel from day one and is a more refined product than Kelvin Joseph. Kind of gives me some Buda Baker vibes potentially. I don't want to like say something that's sacrilegious. I just but, think I like I like Molden, um, but at what point is he less valuable than just getting an outside guy? Well, this is that, that was what I was going to say, Clep, because you're dealing with you got Roby and then Vernon Hargraves. Is your is your other corner and Hargraves is just not a starting corner in the league, and I don't know if I'd be as confident. I like I like Molden, but I, I don't know if I'd be as confident sticking him out on an island in the NFL as I would with Kelvin Joseph, who's just a pure corner. Um, and I like Kelvin Joseph's playmaking ability and his in his length. So yeah, I would definitely lean lean Kelvin Joseph. But that's an interesting conversation. I, I guess they signed Desmond King yeah, too. Uh, I think. Wow, I don't know. There's a, there's a bunch think, of guys I, think, I didn't know yeah. they saw. I didn't know they got Shaq Lawson and uh, Desmond King and uh, a couple other guys. They signed a bunch. Well, of guys. I guess Desmond King. Desmond King is your is yeah, your nickel. He fills that assume, role. So maybe that maybe that shuts me up. Um, yeah, definitely could use corner. Eichenberg and and Dickerson are both on the board. I think they're for gone. It's worth the top of the third round. Yeah. I think what about receiver too? too? Considering Fuller's gone, and and now it's yeah. you're looking at Brandon Cooks, yeah. Andre Roberts, and Randall Cobb. You know, well, is Diami there? If I may, I'd love. Uh, Diami mm-hmm. is there, 
But I'd like to uh, I'd like to stand on the table for Tylen Wallace here. Lee likes I him too. I think Tylen Wallace is the best. Re- I think Tylen Wallace is the best receiver on the board. I think he and him and Diami are actually kind of similar in some ways. I just think Wallace has a little bit more ra- rounded out of his skill set and just has, has Derek a lot Rivers more production. He's on the he's um, on the Texans. No way. Flip Derek Rivers and Demarcus Man. Walker on the Texans. They're up uh, to maybe something. Maybe I'm gonna. I might flip my. Uh, under to an over. You, yeah. Based off that <laughs> revelation. Um. Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, this defense has. I mean, Ross Blaylock, who they got for last year, who we all liked. Uh, my guy Charles Amenehu, one of my one of my boys from 2019, has played really well uh, as a as a versatile defensive lineman. Um, I'm, I, I don't know, Tommy. I understand you wanted to give him Talon Wallace. I think they have some. You know, they still have Randall Cobb, right? They still have Brandon Cooks who played better than yeah. I thought they would last year. And I think the defense has just been so bad. Um, and they've been looking for a corner forever. I mean, they, they drafted that kid um, from Wake Forest. and forgetting it. Johnson. Lonnie, Lonnie or, Johnson, who's slotted at strong yeah, safety. That right kid, now, that, yeah. he was from Kentucky. I'm thinking about the guy from Wake Forest. Kelvin something? Kelvin Joe. I don't know. He was Kevin, brutal Kevin for them. Joseph. They picked him in the first round. Kevin, yeah. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Johnson. Johnson. They Kevin picked him Johnson, in the first yeah. round. He was brutal for them. I think been look, they've been looking a while yeah. for a corner since Jonathan Joseph left. I think Kelvin um, Joseph would I, be the pick here for me. I like Kelvin Joseph. Uh, also, I know uh, that Eric Stokes is on the board as well, who I know the Draft Network is very high on. PFF has him at uh, 72 on their big board, so I know there's a little disparity there. Um, I'm, I'm fine with putting in the card for Kelvin Joseph. Me and I have strong-armed you the last two picks. It's great. Tommy, hey, real quick though, fine, I, I want to ask Tyler. who's available at uh, middle backer. Jamin Davis leads the board at middle backer. Um, I don't know how realistic that is. Jabril Cox he could still be on there. the board. I don't know how realistic he could that be there. is. Um, our boy Monty Rice is on the board. All three of the Ohio State linebackers are on the board. Chas Surratt. Because I'm just thinking, yeah, I'd probably go Kelvin here, but I do think that backer could end up being. They've just got some old dudes in this rotation of linebackers. They do have Zach Cunningham, though, so I feel yeah, like they're going to... totally. Lee, I want to ask you, I mean, quickly, not to derail this, but you've watched the most Baron Browning. Where do you think he ends up? Like He's what... so interesting to me, man. I just wish I knew more about like what it's... Being a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. Watching him, it seems to me he's got all the tools. He looks like an NFL player. Um, but I just feel like... I texted you. I watched him directly after I watched Monty Rice, and it just seemed to me that Monty Rice had a much better grasp and understanding and purpose with the way he was playing um, and what he was doing. And although he didn't have the physical traits, it seemed like Baron Browning was just kind of like let out of a cannon almost every play, and they just let him do what he wanted, and he excels at a bunch yeah. of stuff. He's awesome in coverage. He's really big. He's physical. Um, he makes open field tackles. But I just don't know. Well, TD – isn't he 18 on Draft Network? Pretty much, like they—they're very high on on Baron. I actually right? uh, wouldn't know because I've got my own big board I work on on the Draft Network. I, I, got, I got the Gooch big board, so I—I'm—I'm I'm sure. I mean, I've seen board. a lot of people talking about him, even as linebacker number one online. Um, but I just could—I couldn't cross that threshold of really liking him that much because I did feel like, uh, like I said, man, he was kind of. Uh, he was kind of just rovering on a lot of the plays and just and just being an athlete, yeah. and I just didn't really see the 
you know, consistency on being relied upon to play the linebacker position, you know, a certain way every single week. So I guess that is why I wasn't, you know, in love with it. Whereas Monty Rice, it's, watching him, it seems like he had a grasp of what was happening every play and was making an effort to get yep. to his position on every single play. Um, and I think Browning, you know, a lot of a lot of that was made up for with his ability to just be an athlete and out, you know, physical other dudes. Tommy, are the are the um, Texans back up? Yeah, they're back up. I just wanted to say, just for a little Baron Browning t- talk, PFF has his biggest strength as physical tools, biggest weakness, read and react. Fourth line player, bottom line, he's got the closest Hey, Lee didn't need a PFF to subscription Parsons. to find that out. That's what I'll tell you. He just needed a YouTube. I don't want to hear the, P- I don't want to hear the PFF. Yeah. PFF said Kellen Mond is a fifth round prospect. PFF has said a lot of things. And you know what? Quite frankly, I can do without PFF. All right, enough slander. Are we taking Kelvin Joseph here? Is that the pick? Yes. All right. With the 67th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Kelvin Joseph. A lot of high fives in that draft room if I'm there. A lot of high fives, a lot of handshakes, a lot of hugs. First first pick of Nick Casario's illustrious career. Yep. Five big corner from Kentucky. Did you guys see that? Is that what Casario said? If you want to speculate, go buy Bitcoin. Um. Uh, the Texans are back on the board with the 109th pick, round four, pick four. Um, so we just got a corner. Give me Nico Collins here. Where are we going here? The... Let's see where the receiver board is at. We've got Josh Palmer, Kay Johnson, Jalen Darden, Nico Collins, Cornell Powell, Amari Rogers. Ooh, Amari oh, Rogers too. Let's take Amari. I, I like Amari. I'll take Amari. I think if we're I'll going for Amari. I think I'd rather have Jalen no, Darden. No, 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 no oh. way, oh, no, no way, man, no way. I'm sorry, and I, oh, I like that. No. Special, no special change of direction. Oh, special change of direction. Come on, man. Oh. Amari Rogers. The proof is in the pudding, there, man. Yeah, he's got he's got all the production. And at a at a, at a real school. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, it, I think, but you're 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 getting into play slot, and I just think if you're if you're drafting a slot right here, I think Jalen Darden, I think has higher upside than Amari Rogers just because of his physical his physical skill I disagree, set. man. I think Amari Rogers hey, plays. Hey, with, hey, with, Lee, with, I'm I'm willing to let Tommy. Hey, when when we talk about this pick in the draft press conference, I'm I'm bringing Tommy out. I will say Tommy can make this pick because we've kind of strong armed him the past couple picks. So yeah. I'll, I'll let him. Well, I, I'm not necessarily I'm not necessarily saying we have to take a receiver. I mean, I don't know how realistic it is. I mean, Jamar Johnson is on the board. I would be Ooh, happy Jamar to take Jamar Johnson's Johnson on the board too. Wow, Eric Reed. Wow. Um, I could be into taking Kendrick Green here, getting another guard. I know we talked about how they've invested in the offensive line, but that being said, you've got Marcus Canyon, uh, Marcus Cannon starting at right guard, and then Cole Cabral. You got Lane center. Taylor though, my um, man. He's played a little center yeah. in his day. He's he, he ain't no joke either. He's a good that's a good player right there, Lane Taylor. Uh any any interest in taking Sam Ellinger no, here, Lee? God no. Come on, man. Um I, I'm um, cool with Ryan Finley and Tyrod Taylor if Watson can't play. I'm cool with that right now. We're not focused on quarterback right now. I don't think Ellinger is gonna bring anything Finley and Taylor don't have. Um 
I think personally, and you guys can push back, I would be interested in Jamar Johnson 100%. I'd be interested to hear who we got uh, playing edge right now or inside that we could that we could take because I'm not in love with Malik Collins, and the depth is 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 not. They've got they've got Ross Blaylock and and Amenahue is a, is a versatile piece. Milton Williams is the highest rated D defensive lineman on. Is PFS Roche board. available or um, no? Along, no Roche went at pick 107 mm. to the Jets. Two mm. picks ahead of this. Uh, clap your boy Tommy Tokagai. Tommy on the board. Um, that dude's a space eater. I don't, to I don't me, think that's what the it's Jamar Johnson, Amari Rogers, or Nico Collins. That's that's I'm gonna put it there. Those are my three. Okay. I'm down to take Jamar Johnson here because I think he can. I mean, just pairing him with Justin Reed, I really like the idea. Let's of let's that. go Jamar Johnson because I don't want to get in a receiver fight. Secondary boost right there with these first two picks, man. Yeah. Yep. All right, Jamar Johnson's the pick at 109, free safety, deep safety from Indiana, and now we're back with the Seahawks on the board, round four, pick 129. Um, Jamin Davis is still on the board. Let's ignore that. Because That's interesting. Is PFF just hate him, or is that a public board? No, they're 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 high on him. I think this is a simulator. He's ranked 41 on PFS board with an ADP of 92, and here we are at 129. Hmm. So for whatever it's a free reason, free fall for Jamin. Bong, bong picture. It might. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, I think there's some interesting offensive linemen on the board here for Seattle. I know we talked about they don't really need it, but we got Brady Christensen on the board. Um, I think he's the type of moldable tackle you could take. And shout out the sleeper episodes. My guy, Kendrick Green. Is Amari still there? I would assume so. Both Jalen Darden and Amari Rodgers. I think you have to consider Amari Rodgers. I think Amari Rodgers is for sure the third best receiver on your team the minute he steps in the the facility and arguably the third best pass catcher. That would be the pick for me. And then they can get creative with him in the backfield and stuff too. Absolutely. I think they could do a lot. I think I'm all over that. Yeah, Peyton Turner, round two, added Amari Rodgers, round four. I think that's a home run. There's no way this guy's Amari Rodgers is living past the third round. Like there's, uh, I think there's a chance. Man, I'd be surprised by that. I, well, that's. I mean, that goes to my whole point, Lee, about like, do you really want Rondale or or Elijah I in love the second Rondale. round? I I love like. The, I know, but yeah. it's like, at what point is it like? At what point is the production going to be really that different? Yeah, yeah. I think I club. I think that's a really interesting, really interesting thing. Um, yeah, I just you know. I don't know. He's a really he, Amari Rogers is a really good football player. It's it's a it's good a, bloodlines. It's a question about traits. Yeah, good bloodlines. His dad's a receiver coach too. Like he knows the nuances of the position. I think that would be a great fit here. Um, um and I think you got to give that little nod to the offense, Tommy. We we kind of were doing what you said. We're we're going in on the offense here, but we also uh, got Peyton Turner and and helped out that D line a little bit. I mean, you know, short of I don't know. Uh, some stud corner on being on the board here. I really do think Amari Rogers would be the best pick, just considering you know what the receivers look like after you get past Lockett and Metcalf. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a need. I think you know Freddie Freddie Swain was uh, was a solid player, 
but I think both Rodgers and, and Darden would be upgrades over him. Um, I'm really just getting bullied over here with Jalen Darden. So, you know, I'm I'm getting outweighed in the in the war room. Let's let's take Amari Rodgers because I mean. It's, I don't. I don't dislike Amari Rodgers. That's a cuckolded man right there. Player. Let's take Amari Rodgers. It is, it is, I am a cuck. I am. I am. I am a cuckolded man. Uh, I just think Jalen Darden uh, just has physical tools that you cannot teach. And the cards in your can. hands, big dog. The cards in your hands. He, my he's man. got the simulator got on it. <laughs> I, Tommy, I'd love to see you pick Jalen Darden. We can just, you know, we, we have that on record. I like that. Hey, let Amari fall to the next Texans pick. Yep. Why don't we see how that plays out? Yeah, he, he he very well could. All right. I'm going to take the electrifying playmaker from North Texas, Jalen Darden, starting slot. Just get the ball in his hands. Seahawks, three-headed monster, Jalen Darden at pick 129. I don't hate it. I mean, I like Darden. I do. I, I like him a lot. Oh, and Amari Rodgers Amari- went. <laughs> <laughs> Guess, guess, guess. What Lions. Amari, Amari Lions. Oh. No, not the Lions. It's not, it's not, it's think about a team. Saints. It's a heady team. Packers. No. Maybe, this is, maybe this is bad air. The, the New England mm. Patriots taking Amari mm. Rodgers. See, that's, that's when you know you made a, you made a mistake, yeah. Tommy. And uh, with that comp yeah. pick at 139, the Texans are back on the board at pick 147, round five. Jamin Davis Long still rips, on man. the board. Yeah, kill you. <laughs> Yeah. In, in round five, um, I've got a I've got a pick here, Khalil Herbert, running no, back from Virginia bro. Tech. What are you talking about? I'm sorry, man. David Johnson, Mark Ingram, David and Philip Lindsay, and you're gonna draft another running back? Yeah, I forgot. Okay, I forgot about Philip. I thought Lindsay. I thought you knew. I thought you knew, and I was gonna, I was gonna go in. I just I really like Khalil Herbert a lot. Um, I think he's better than all three of those running backs I'm right sorry. now. But that being said. What? Oh man, that's a big-headed statement. David dude. Johnson. David Johnson is cooked. Mark Mark Ingram is cooked, and Philip Lindsay was an undrafted free agent. He's a good player, but I think Khalil Herbert is better a better prospect than Lindsay was coming out. But I don't know, man. Um, we don't have. You're, you guys are right. There's no. There's no reason to force a running back here. Um, who's on the D line? I mean, what edges are available right now? We've got Milton Williams is still the highest-rated uh, interior defensive lineman on the board. Um, the highest-rated edge would be Chris Rumpf from Duke, along with Jonathan Cooper, Shaka Tony. So we got any Monty Rice players. action here? Monty Rice went literally the pick before oh, this. To oh, kill me. Oh. Killing me. How about in that's some a, That's a Derek Rivers scenario. That's a Derek. That's a Derek yeah, that, scenario. That's Monty Rice would have been a great. I think a great pick here. Well, and, and just another point of, of context here. We're in round five. The Texans have – we have seven, six Holy more picks to make crap. with the Texans. So the, the Texans have loads of Who, picks. What receiver? So is Nico Collins We might have to squeeze a running back. Um, Nico Collins is off the board. Top receivers would be hey, Josh Palmer, hey. Kate Johnson, Dax Milney, Simi Fecco, and Cornell Powell, and Amir Smith. How about that, that man, Marlon Williams? I'm sure Marlon Williams is on the board. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool with taking it. We, the, hey, we need some attitude in Houston, are we in man. The we fifth, don't have we're anyone. We're in the fifth round, bro. Let's hit it. We're in the fifth round. Let's roll. I love that. What about Cornell Powell? No. Marlon. Marlon, baby. Marlon. Marlon. 
Tommy, you, you, Tommy, you clearly Dax didn't Milne. educate yourself after the sleepers episode. Yeah, I think he's he's a nice big slot, but I mean, are we really he's gonna know, play are we going for that? In, in round yes, five? absolutely. All right, let's do it. Marlon Williams. Klepp is uh, oh man, I just ruined my joke. Who's the, who's who's yeah? Klepp's got McNair to him right now. He's he's playing the role of Bob McNair, breathing down my <laughs> neck, telling him to take Marlon Williams. No, he's the Christian pick is in Marlon. He's, Williams. Bob he's the guy who runs under, the team or whatever, and who's the yeah, guy who runs is. the team? The, the Christian guy. Oh, the, the, the preacher? Yeah, that's who Klepp is right now. Joel Osteen? All right, we're right back on the board at pick 158 um, with the Houston Texans. Board is pretty much the same. Brady Christensen still on the board. Kendrick Green still on the board. Um, I think we should get some offensive linemen in here. I think that's where the value is right now. Um, I would be fine. I think Kendrick Green would be a great fit here. Put him at right, at right guard to start, and and you know, put I'm Marcus fine with Cannon that. The bench. I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hate really that like at all. Um, I don't hate that at all. Yeah, I I would like to at least kind of consider uh, some some. And if I remember correctly, I believe Kendrick Green did play a little bit of center. If I remember from our sleepers episode, um, yep. I mean, he's played all over the place. 859 snaps at left guard in 2018, 762 in 2019, and then played 213 slash center left guard. Let's do it. Kendrick Green, shout out the sleeper episode. Interior offensive lineman from Illinois going at pick 158. Lovey Smith, the D coordinator, getting to work with uh, his old uh, one of his old players. Yeah. Great nugget, Lee. Great nugget. We're back on the board at pick 195, round six, with the Houston Texans. Jamin Davis, still on the board. The bomber picture is just... We've now is, found out that I think I think there was something else in that... Uh, there was something else. There was some that. meth in that bong rip. It was, it was far worse than we yeah. expected. <laughs> must have oh, my meth. goodness. BJP's um, about to get sued for, think, for defamation. Yeah. No, we love Jammin. He would never He would never do that. Uh, it's all in good fun here. I don't know he what... He has been taken because he, he would not be available even when the yeah. Texans are on the board. I, I'd be shocked if that happened. Uh, we're, so what are we at, Tommy? We're at pick 195, okay. the back end of the sixth round. This is originally the Cowboys pick. I don't know how the Texans acquired it. Tommy Tremble's still on the board, and I think this is great mm. value for him. I know would we're he kind be of there? out of the... He probably would not be there, um, most likely. But uh, but Eubanks, you know, no. We've got some. We've got some. We've got some. Club Jamin Sher. Uh, Jamin mm-hmm. Sherwin's on the board. Club. We did take a safety already, though, with with Jamar Johnson. We did. Let's play him at yeah. backer, man. Let's play him at backer. We could play Jamin at backer. Shakur Brown, uh, a feisty corner from Michigan State that I I, I like him too, towards. Tommy. He's not um, bad. He's. He's a dog, yeah. dude. He's a dog. He's got the dog mentality. Is my boy Charles you know Jamie Newman available? Is Jamie Newman on the board? Oh, no. Sam Ellinger. No, no, no. No, no, no. Are we trying to, are we trying to look at a quarterback I'll here? take Ellinger over Newman. I'll talk about Ellinger. Ellinger. Is Ellinger on the Ellinger, board? Ellinger, Ellinger is on the board. Felipe Franks is on the board. And Ian Book. What about Ellinger, man? Bring him quarterbacks. in. I don't hate that. I mean, keep him in the state of Texas. He'll be holding the clipboard, and he'll probably be, like, you know, cleaning the, the highest amount of weight on the team. But other, he's kind of like a poor man's version of Tyrod Taylor. I, what about my boy Charles Snowden? Is Charles Snowden available? Yeah, from Virginia. Um, 
I could have sworn Snowden went in last year's draft, but maybe is that a quarterback? La La Land. Oh. No, he's a linebacker. Um, I believe mm. he's gone, Lee. So yeah, I think, Simmons I think Ellinger. <laughs> I think Ellinger is a is a interesting possibility. Um, I think Shakur Brown for the value. I think Jamin Sherwood play him at backer, um, and uh, Puka Williams mm. playmaking playmaker. Playmaker Puka Williams Jr. I don't hate Ellinger right now. I think, I think we should go Ellinger. I think Ellinger or Shakur Brown. Yeah, for the Tommy, value. I don't. I don't mind that either. It's just like a depth corner who could pop off and end up being a really good pick. Well, and we're and and here and we're at one ninety five right now, guys. We got to pick at two hundred three, mm. two twelve, and two thirty three. So I think the Ellinger is probably gone by two hundred three. There's a, or there's a higher chance of him being gone at two hundred three. Right, let's see if we can, see if we can hit this. Let's 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 bring Ellinger home at 195. Keep him in the state. We're right back on the board at 203, and Shakur Brown is still All on right. the board along with Jam and Sherwood. Um, let's go for the corner. I, let's take I Shakur agree. Brown here. Scrappy corner from Michigan State. Um, boom, he's in. And we're right back on the board at 212, boys. Jamin Davis just went to the Baltimore Ravens at pick 210. Hey, boy, Jamin. At pick 210, Jamin Davis. Go ball to out. Baltimore Ravens, Go ball out. Who clearly don't have an issue with drug um, addicts. What are we looking at linebacker-wise here? I think Jamin Sherwood's the top linebacker available. The highest-rated player is Bobby Brown, the interior oh. defensive lineman from Texas Whoa. A&M. Tommy Tremble is still on the board as well. Let's ignore that. Um, Chris Evans, Lee, top running back available. I'd rather have Puka. Uh, yeah, Puka Williams, Elijah Mitchell, another running back from Louisiana. Yeah, this Mondo is still Stevenson. Texas, though. I mean, the, the, right, the running back situation, I think, can wait another year. Klepp, do I remember correctly that you – are you an Antonio Nunn guy? He's an Antonio Phillips guy. I don't know who Antonio Nunn is. Receiver from Buffalo. I've I've heard some. Uh... Wow, Patrick Jones on the board. He's kind of seen a, a little bit of a fall in the draft season. Um, I would I would be all for taking Patrick Jones here. I liked him a lot, man. Um, definitely viewed him as like a you know fourth round fifth pit? round player. Yep, the other the opposite from Rashad Weaver with the uh, the dreads. Is that linebacker from Houston available? Strad, Strand, Strand. Um, Grant Stewart, you mean? Stewart. Yes. Stewart. I'm not saying we should pick him. Just keep your eyes on him. Keep keep your eyes on. I think All he's right. a deep cut seventh round guy. Keep him in Houston. Let him compete. He's a competitor. All right. So where are we going right now? Pick two twelve. This is our. We got one more pick after this. So. I think we should go for a position of value. I think we can go edge or a guy like Jam and Sherwood who can be, you know, your backup. Let's bring Sherwood in, man. Play a little That's linebacker. a club guy. Yeah, I, I like I like Jamie and Sherwood a lot. We can find a spot for him on the defense, I think. The pick is in. Jam and Sherwood, 212. All right, guys. And we're back on the board. Last pick of the draft for the Houston Texans, pick 233. Um... Where is are Puka available? Here, Chris Evans. Uh, Puka just went to Miami at 231. Dang. So 
top running backs available would be Chris Evans, Elijah Mitchell, Ramondre Stevenson, Javian Hawkins. Shout out Chris Sims, Jamar Jefferson. What about Des Fitzpatrick? Rakeem Boyd. Shout out last chance. Des, Des Fitzpatrick, Donnie Corley. Either of them mm. available. Mm. Wap Fillier is available. I like make some Wap. Um, Warren Jackson. Shout out Chris Sarkeesian. Big Warren Jackson guy. Is Colorado available. State, yeah. Um, Josh uh, Amater Bibi from former USC Trojan, who, by the way, Illinois, TJ Vasher. Um, hey, look, man, it's the last pick. I'm trying to see if we can get a playmaker. Let's get Donnie Corley if he's there. He's not on the board. I don't know if he's just not on PFF's board or he's gone. PFF probably doesn't. They don't do that type of deep digging. They don't know about them boys from the mud. Uh, I like Grant um, Stewart if, if Corley and, and Fitzpatrick aren't available. But if Klepp wants to pop off on one of those receivers he likes. No, I'm good with Stewart. Keep him in the city, H Town. Yeah, it's it's all family here. All right, let's. Uh, Lee's putting his job on the line here as the intern in Houston, saying that Grant Stewart. Oh, and that's my bad guys. Grant Stewart is oh, off wow. the board. It's getting ready to call him. Went at pick two fourteen to the Green Bay Packers. Oh, that's even worse. Salt in the wound. Tommy Tremble. Still on the board in round seven, guys. Um, this PFF mock right, is me, uh, is, is uh, ill-equipped right now. I'll say. What about bringing in a guy like Ramondre Stevenson? I just think it's big boy. I big boy. I, I don't like feet. that, Tommy, because I believe it's one-dimensional. I think if you're going to draft a running back this late with the with the guys you have on the depth chart, I'd much rather bring in a guy like Hawkins or like. Jamar Jefferson. Even Jamar Jefferson is fairly one-dimensional in comparison to a guy like Puka Williams or Javian Hawkins, where it's like they have a little bit more ability to stretch out and play a little slot. Um, I like Jamar Jefferson more than uh, you know Chris Evans and Ramondre Stevenson, probably. But I still think I'd rather I'd lean in Hawkins just because I see Hawkins a, a bit more as like a, a offensive weapon. All right, let's do that. Javion Hawkins, running back from Louisville at pick 233. That concludes the Houston Texans draft. One more pick for us to go, guys. It's the Seattle Seahawks at pick 250. Um, we've made two picks so far. We took Jalen Darden and Peyton Turner. I mean, what about my guy Antonio Phillips from Ball State? Get him into the pipeline of, of Seattle corners. Oh, wow. Where'd he, where'd he go? I don't know if PFF has him in the system or if he went, to be honest. Oh, he went to the All Jets right. at pick 226, Antonio Phillips. Um, Nation Wright is available, who I believe, if for those, another last chance you deep cut, his brother was on last chance you, um, Rayshon Wright. So there's Nation and Rayshon. Hmm. Um, Chris Evans is the top player on the board. Does... Does Seattle go out and get another running back? No, they have too many. Um, do we trade this pick for a six-round pick next year? Is that is that the move? Guys? I don't know who's giving up a six-round pick. Uh, maybe someone trying to get in their their preferred free agent. Um, 
Clep, John Schneider is on the table right now, pounding his fist for Tommy Doyle. What do you say? Oh, yeah, I, whatever. I was not a Tommy Doyle fan, but if you want to take it, what about what I mean? What about my guy Greg Island? Greg mm-hmm. Island, that's a deep cut. Six eight, three thirty five, thirty eight inch arms. Wow. What are you saying, Tommy? I was about to bring up uh, that running back from Arizona, Gary Brightwell. What about what about what Seems about like Carson Green? Player. OT from Texas A and M. Is he on the board? He's not on the board. There's only three offensive linemen on the board right now. Offensive tackles on the board. They would be Cole Van Landen from Wisconsin, Tommy Doyle, and Robert. <sighs> Tommy Jones Doyle, boy. Uh, just take it. That's Lee's guy. Tommy Doyle. All right, we're taking project. Tommy pick. Doyle projection. Uh, project pick. Six eight three thirty. And that concludes our draft, boys. Um, shall we do a recap? Please. Let's start off with Houston. At pick 67, we took Kelvin Joseph, the corner from Kentucky. We took Jamar Johnson at pick 109, the safety from Indiana. Marlon Williams, the receiver from UCF, at pick 147, getting an A-from the PFF overlords. Kendrick Green at pick 158, the guard from Illinois. Sam Ellinger at pick 195, the quarterback from Texas. Shakur Brown at pick 203, the corner from Michigan State, Jamin Sherwood, the safety from Auburn at pick 212, and lastly, Javion Hawkins, the running back slash offensive weapon from Louisville at pick 233. With the Seattle Seahawks, we took Peyton Turner at pick 56. We took Jalen Darden at pick 129, getting us a C-plus grade with the Jalen Darden pick. And last but not least, Tommy Doyle, the tackle project from Miami of Ohio at pick 250. Does, does, does PFF have a grade on the Patriots picking Amari Rodgers? Let's go. Full results. We're going we're gonna to go. We're going to find that real quick if you guys will Cowboys bear with me Jerry real Jones quick tells here. Pitts he gives him visions of sugar plums. <laughs> <laughs> that is delicious. That sounds very... All right, Jalen Darden. Amari Rogers. Wow, it's not it's not giving a pick. It's not giving a grade. Just shows us the, hmm. the results. But all right, um, let me do. A, I can do a little deep dive, and though I might be able to. Uh, the New England Patriots came in fourth though, okay. with a grade of A minus. So, what the Lions? Who, sure who, what's the Lions hall in this in this class? Can we check that out? The Lions came in at five with an uh, an A minus. So the Lions went ahead and took Patrick Sertain at pick seven. All right. In round two, they took Davion Nixon at pick 41. In round three, they took Tanaloa Hufunga, the strong safety Slow. from USC. Mr. Slow. Plays. He, he is Mr. Slow, but he's a playmaker. Mr. Slow. Um, <laughs> at 101, the Lions took Michael Carter Jeez, the the UNC man. running back. What are they oh, doing? This is, this is this is this is. You got Swift and he just signed Jamal Williams. What are you doing? And you have carry on in the at building. Pick one, at pick at pick one twelve, the Lions took Cuba <laughs> Hubbard. Oh no! Isn't this supposed to be PFF, bro? What we did? The Lions just took yeah, two running backs down, in two picks. I turned down the I turned down the PFF logic. Uh, they took Amir Smith-Marset at pick 153, the receiver from All right, Iowa. I like that pick. Um, they then took – is that their last pick? And yeah, they don't pick is, again. Right? So 33% of their picks are running backs, and they took Sertain at seven. 
Rough, rough outing for Holmes. Yep. I like Davion Nixon and I like Amir Smith Marset, two Iowa guys coming into the building. Can't say much nice things about the, the draft other than that. Tough run for the Lions. I think we did really well, especially for the Texans. I think if you're a Texans fan, you come out of this, you attack positions of value, you really short up your Watson. secondary, brought in Shakir. Figure out, you know, I mean, figure out what the what the yeah. what the deal is going to be there. You know, you can't keep. I feel like it's hard to like build a team or even you know like have confidence in a team that doesn't have any real like certainty at the quarterback position. So either figure out if Watson's going to be cool staying there or, or or make a move. But the roster, I, yeah, I think we had a good draft. Awesome boys. Well, this this episode was a ton of fun. A lot, of, a lot of great content. I, I liked that uh, the last segment. We got a lot of our deep cuts kind of in there. It was, mm-hmm. it was good, a good exercise. Thank you, PFF, we for providing be- the uh, the service. Yeah. I don't, I'm not thanking PFF. Thank you, Chris Collinsworth. Thank you, Chris Collinsworth. For Get Donnie Corley on us. your big board, um, PFF. You're listening. I'm sure Mike Runner would have I'm, an I'm sure he would. I'm sure I'm sure Mike Runner has. Might, he, hey, Donnie he might be off the PFF board due to off the field issues. You never know. It's true. Potentially. This has been fun, though. I feel like we should do this again, guys. Well, I don't know. We got the big maybe draft on round. Sunday, so. I know, but maybe we can do, you know, like, I draft for the Lions, club drafts for the Cowboys, Lee drafts for, you know, team of choice, Steelers maybe, or maybe, I don't know. We can. I think I think there can be. I like the fact that we're able to get some deeper cuts in there. We can talk about a guy like Shakur Brown. We can talk about the... You know, the Kendrick Greens, the Jam and Sherwoods of the world. Um, Marlon Williams. I think it was a good exercise. Marlon Williams, exactly. I'm excited to see where he ends um, up, Lee. Me too, man. Excited about that one. Excited about that guy. But it, hey, it only goes up from here. Sunday, boys. It's true. I can't what wait, time, man. What time are we thinking? We got to set a time for that. Should we just say five again? Five I, I was going to say draft? five or six. Yeah. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah, it can be a, it can be a fluid situation. I don't think I have. Uh, I mean, the only thing I got going on on Sunday is this mock, baby. Yep. I can do it anytime. No time for God. Just like no Zach time Wilson. for God. It's draft Just like Zach Wilson, baby. Just like Zach Wilson. Anytime, anywhere, any place. Anytime, anywhere, any place, baby. Get print the headbands. Um. Speaking of, watch that new JT O'Sullivan breakdown on Zach Wilson. Good video breaking down the uh, the mm. Troy tape. Good video. Shout out JT O'Sullivan in the QB school. Q-Stay scheming. We out.